21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. I would say what is super important for every brand, every startup, every business is to control, have control over your uh, community, um, audience, customers, and your software. So, you know, don't rely on Facebook to be your entire social media and marketing. Like you, you want their, you want those people's emails, you know, you arguably want to be running your own app with direct access to those people so that no one can get in between you and your brand. Because what, what we've seen with a lot of the algorithmic manipulation and soft censorship on big tech is that you can spend a decade building up a following on these social networks, but then they'll just take it away from you. And so, you know, from the onset, focus on as much independence as possible. When you say direct access and you speak about emails, are we talking about some kind of communities or tribes or what you are talking about? Yeah, community. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think that every business should have their own social network, essentially. And, you know, it doesn't really matter what business you're in because, you know, everyone does social media, but very few companies do their own social media. And so, but why? You know, if, if you could have more direct access to those people, why wouldn't you? And so, you know, like what we're building with Minds is open source and decentralized. So you can actually run your own social app and you can have direct access to those people. You can also, you know, use minds.com and... Yeah you know, we won't take away your reach. Like we've committed to that. But at the end of the day, the only way to know that as a business is to run it yourself. And I think that people have become overly reliant on third-party proprietary providers for a lot of what should be their own. So, you know, people, I think people often don't even realize that like they don't even own their own website. You know, if you use Squarespace or Wix, like you don't own that code and you're never going to take it anywhere else. And you're always going to be beholden to them as opposed, you know, WordPress is open source. Mines is open source. So um, that introducing that thought process into every decision you're making for, you know, your business stack and your tech stack is really important. And regarding all those consultants, coaches, uh, so individuals, what is the entry level? Can individuals, solopreneurs also start uh, with uh, their own open source and decentralized uh, network? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so whether, whether you're by yourself, I mean, lots of time companies are just one, one person or two people. Um but certainly one person. I mean, you know, everybody is trying to establish their brand. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I, I, I think it's super important. And, and, and we're seeing this 
gaining mass adoption. I mean, Threads is actually about to be integrating with what's called ActivityPub, which is a decentralized social media protocol that Minds also supports, along with Mastodon. You may have heard of Mastodon. That's it's another sort of social media project which which supports ActivityPub. What that means is that when Threads rolls that out, and currently right now on Minds. I can follow people on Mastodon and reply to them. And so between apps, we can talk to each other and you can actually move your social graph, your followers from one node to another. So if you, so, so you, you know, the future of social media is, is Facebook doesn't own your followers. You own them. And you own your identity so that you can move interoperably between different apps. And so, yeah, but like the, the, the old school version of this is just email because email is actually decentralized technology. That's what, you know, people don't even think about it. They, because email is so ubiquitous, but like, why is it that I can message somebody on, on Gmail to Proton Mail? And they talk to each other perfectly, but these are completely different apps. But it's all using the email protocol, you know, SMTP, um, and uh, you know, a, a couple of other tools that are that are in there to create email. So, you know, social media is going to become that, and people need to prepare for that. And um, yeah, so, but but again, even even when you go more broadly and think about just your software stack, like your XYZ company, you're create, you know, you want to create tech, or even if you want to just create a website, own it, you know, don't like this whole, the whole world of like licensing software, um, you know, in rare scenarios, I think it, it may be necessary, but you know, you want to avoid it at all costs and, and own what you're doing. Minds is an open source, decentralized social network um, on, at minds.com. You can go, you can join. Um, feels similar to social networks you may be used to, but um, there are some really important distinctions. One is that you own your identity um, and you can actually take your identity and your followers and content and go to another app. Um, apps in the Noster space and the Activity Pub space; those are those are social media protocols that we support under the hood. So when you're posting to Minds, you're also posting to these decentralized protocols. And. Additionally, we have a, a sophisticated reward system on Minds where you can earn reach. So for the engagement you receive, you, you earn tokens and then the tokens are 
able to be redeemed for views. So if I use the app for a few days, earn 100 tokens, then I can use those and get like thousands of views on my post because we've built this native ad network which rewards users with more reach. So big tech will try to take your reach away and kind of limit your algorithmic reach. Our whole goal is to give people more reach. It's the exact opposite. We actually give away like, you know, a third of our ad space just purely to contributors. We just give it away. So um, that's a huge benefit. We also have deep monetization capabilities where you can run memberships, you can run exclusive content, you can get paid by your fans and customers in a variety of ways. And um, so it's kind of like a content marketplace as well as a social media platform. And yeah, so I think that th there's kind of a couple levels of it. Like in, in terms of my advice to people, it's like you, there's basic human needs. There's, you know, community reach, you know, you want to have a voice. You want to make money. People want to make money. This is primal. And then, you know, you want to become connected to other people. You want to meet people. You want to, and I mean, that kind of relates to, to building your reach, but it's, it's just creating community and, and reliably being able to stay connected with that community. So like ownership of that, of that community. But it's very base primitives that, you know, when you're designing a company or an app, like you got to think about like, you know, is this like what's in it for the person who who you're building it for? And, you know, when you zoom out and think like what's human nature, I mean, human nature is, um, you know, money, sex and uh, or like, you know, finding that somebody this is this is why you know every why dating apps are exploding so much and even why facebook like you know rolled out a whole dating fund it, it's just like inherent in social networking is dating and making money so um i think that yeah you just want to zoom out and make sure is my product satisfying some sort of primal human nature component because if it's not, it's just, it's theoretical and it's, it's, it has a much lower chance of working. Freedom of information is, is, is the foundational underlying concept which is necessary and that relates to open source because if you don't have access to information then you're not in a position to have informed speech so freedom of speech is absolutely core and essential but you can't really have free speech without freedom of information because you're not informed to even have you're you're actually not free because you're, you you didn't have the access to the education necessary to have free speech. So, and free speech is just absolutely fundamental as well, because, you know, if you can't speak, um, you, you can't change anything and you can't influence ideas and you can't have dialogue and you, you can't have minds change. So I think that recently free speech has unfortunately become politicized 
even though most people would acknowledge that, you know, the First Amendment in the U.S. is, you know, one of the best speech policies ever created, and it's created a, a really important society. And I think a lot of, um, you know, of people living in authoritarian countries where they don't have free speech, you know, they would give anything to be able to live where the First Amendment exists and, and true free speech. So even though there's some ugliness of free speech, you know, the way I like to put it is the the ugly the ugliness of ignorant ideas is beautiful compared to the horror of everyone's mouth sewn shut. So bad ideas are gross and we don't like to see them. But guess what? Bad ideas are way, way prettier than having speech shut down because that is the most terrifying thing you could ever imagine. I think what we're seeing with, you know, modern marketing and just look look at what goes viral and, and why does it go viral? It goes viral because it's real. It's authentic. So the most um, viral and successful brands, you know, many of them at least have figured out that the more real and silly and quirky that we are, authenticity is what people crave. That is... You know, we want to see that confidence in the products that we buy. So that's why you're seeing even like major brands like Wendy's, like trolling on, on Twitter. And they do that on purpose, like be, because they know it creates attention. It's very funny. It's almost like this, this layer of comedy coming in to the corporate world. Because traditionally, corp, the, the corporate attitude is, be you know, be very sanitized, and be very careful. Um, and I think that that type of, it, it's just, it's not, it, it's not fun. It's very stale. And, you know, it, you know, I, I, I suppose some brands can make it work and that's okay. I think they have the right to do that too. But, you know, getting into that state of mind where, you know, when, yeah, when you're coming up with your idea for a business, you know, don't think, as much about what, you know, don't worry about what other people think, like focus on what you want. What would you want? And it, I, I think that that's a general rule, you know, even in writing, they say, you know, write what you know, don't like try to create this other thing. That's like some worry about like what other people think, or, you know, some, some perception of of yeah what you think they want it's 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 not that it doesn't need to be that complicated you know minds.com is a business to consumer but we actually also run social networks for brands. So if a brand wants their own white labeled custom social network that they own, 
we, we support those customers as well. There have been waves of growth and um, many different things have worked, but no, we never set out to like duplicate what someone else was doing. I think that parts of what we're doing was a reaction to the fact that there was no free and open social network and everything was getting locked down. And we saw the massive need in the market for something that was more free and better for creators and customers as opposed to big tech. But, you know, we didn't try to like the whole idea is to do the opposite of what they do, not to do what they do. And um, yeah, I mean, mostly grassroots organic growth, to be honest. And I don't think that un until you find some sort of product market fit where you're seeing grassroots growth or just you're getting a very high um, and positive response rate from the people that you are reaching out to. Like there's no reason to really lean into a business too deeply until you've found that naturally. Because otherwise you're just trying to force something and, and yeah. So it's like, you have to listen directly to your customers, talk to your customers, talk to your users. And if you're seeing like tons of viral growth, then yeah, that's a good sign, obviously. And if you're seeing great feedback from your first couple customers, then that's good feedback. Um, and 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 that's a good sign. But if you're not and you and you have to manufacture growth in like very overly artificial ways, then you know, it's it's a bit of a force. We are a fully remote, decentralized workforce. You know, we have people all over the world and, you know, we do our calls like this. And, but yeah, but we also do agile scrum and, you know, we do daily standups and we have good rhythm and, you know, not too many meetings, but, you know, enough to get done what you need to get done. Um, but yeah, I think that a, a flexible, creative, remote, environment is super beneficial and I, I know that there's also a lot of power in getting together physically and so we try to do that when we can uh, every year and you know like we, we we don't want people to just be living on their screen so you know we try to foster that kind of healthy balance but for sure like giving people maximum freedom giving our our employees and users How did you cope through your downfalls and what did you learn uh, in, in that process and what is your day looks like now? Yeah, so today's a good example. I mean, I woke up at like seven, came downstairs, my wife and two of our kids were awake and I drank 
hot lemon water and, you know, took my time to ease in, drank coffee. And then in here, you can see my, uh, my squat rack behind me. Um, so my office is very immersive. Uh, it's, it's, I got my whole podcast set up. I've got my bench press and squat rack and I, so, so doing actually exercise throughout the day is key for me. Um, I'll be super depressed like by midday after being on calls for a couple hours and then I'll just, you know, do a few sets of squats and I feel amazing and completely transform my, my mental health. So I would say, don't be a, you know, sort of manic, um, like be obsessed, but be able to stop yourself, go eat, go drink water, work out, go for a walk. Like people, it's so easy to get burned out and it's so easy to feel like you're, you're working hard and by not doing those things, it's like, oh no, I, I don't need a bottle of water right now. I just, I don't need it. I can just keep working, but you do, you, you need the water and you need to work out. Otherwise you're going to die <laughs> to be honest. Like you're going to die like 10 years sooner. You know, you add that up for your whole life. Oh yeah. That'll destroy your body. I mean, sitting in the first place is, is questionable. Bill in five years, minds in five years. Uh, I mean, you know, hopefully uh, doing what we're doing now, but just on a on a much higher scale. And uh, you know, I love minds. My it's it's what I've been working on my whole life. I always want to be involved with it. And so, you know, in terms of like what kind of partners, like I just I just want what's best for the community and. The company and I want, you know, healthy, healthy growth. So not, you know, no sellouts, um, but also, you know, do what is best for the community and, you know, don't be, don't be selfish and just, uh, you know, I, I think that what we're learning on a larger scale, when you look at just the tech market, the venture market, startups, like globally, the whole economy is that people, everyone's realizing that it's all about fundamentals now, you know, it's about revenue. It's about profit. It's about selling things that people want. And I think that speci even specifically within social media, there's been this delusion for like the past five, 10 years that, you know, you just don't even need to think about revenue that you just think about growing. Like if you're, it, the, I, this is specifically within the realm of like consumer apps, but I, so I think that that is kind of a, a dead strategy and, you know, maybe it made some sense in the past, but it's not a good idea to approach a business that way. If you want to find out more, you can go to minds.com. That's M-I-N-D-S.com or on the app stores. All the apps are at minds.com slash mobile. And yeah, I mean, we would love to have you, whether you're an individual or a brand or a company, you know, make an account, message me directly. I, I'll give you a bunch of free um, advertising to get kicked off. We love to just support creators and, and entrepreneurs.
um, you know, happy. Like that. That's the funny thing about us. Like we have, you know, millions, a few million people in our in our network, but which is nothing compared to YouTube or or Facebook. But the thing is that because we have this amplification system, a billion users are irrelevant to you as a business if you can't reach them. If you're if if you're getting strangled in your newsfeed and only reaching one percent of your own followers, which is what it's like on Facebook, it's literally a waste of your time. It doesn't matter if everybody is there because guess what? You can't reach them. But on Minds, you actually can reach many thousands of people, and you'll probably I, I I make this bet to many people, specifically smaller brands and creators, you will grow faster on Minds than you grow on Facebook or Twitter just because we have a mechanism where you can amplify yourself and earn that ability. Um, it's also worth mentioning that we essentially split our revenue with our community. So we have a, whole, a, a very uh, robust commission program where, you know, if you refer people who, you know, buy ads and whatnot, you get 45% of that. And that's all paid out through your wallet. And we have all these monetization options, which can bring your company, um, you know, new revenue streams potentially. So we'd love to collaborate with everyone listening. And yeah, thank, thank you so much. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Imagine a space where triumphs, trials, and tales of entrepreneurship come alive. Welcome to the 21st Century Entrepreneurship Podcast, a gold awarded journey hosted by Martin Piskorik, connecting with listeners in 95 countries and ranking in the top 0.5% of all podcasts. Join our exclusive community, elevate your perspective and embark on the path to success.